Today I have a special video for you. If you have been raised by a narcissist or you know someone who has, you might want to watch this video. I've invited Ollie Matthews to my channel to discuss lots of things, but today you're going to hear about how Ollie was raised by narcissistic parents, exactly what that meant to him, and at what moment he says he broke. You won't want to miss this one. So let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and we'll get going. Now before I get started, I just want to let you know there are parts of this interview where Ollie gets very real. So if you feel like you might be triggered by these conversations, you might want to hold off on watching this one and watch this video instead. Today is the first in the series of videos I've done with Ollie Matthews, who is also a survivor of narcissistic abuse and a fellow YouTuber. Ollie's YouTube channel is called The Narcissistic Resistance, and he currently has 18,000 subscribers. He says it's a help channel for abuse survivors of narcissistic borderline histrionic personality disorder. He says he's the adult son with two narcissistic parents, one with NPD and one with BPD. Ollie will also discuss exactly what led him to go from being a survivor to starting his own YouTube channel on this topic. I'm just going to jump right into the interview. Take a look. Ollie, welcome to my channel. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. My pleasure. So let us just jump right into it, shall we? Can you first, can you tell me kind of like about your story? How did you decide that you wanted to do this? What was your toxic experience like? Anything that you want to share about that? Well, I, you mean as far as the YouTube channel and, and what yeah. I'm doing now? Kind of I what kind motivated of fell, I fell into it, really. Okay. Um, Had you been in a toxic relationship before? Well, I grew up with two very toxic parents. NPD father, borderline personality disorder mother. Father who was a covert, you know, hid behind, you know, my mother's outwardly insane borderline behavior like just no control no filter any of it you know for years he'd play the victim but after years of um no contact and and real reflection you find out he was the one pulling the strings the entire time isn't that interesting yeah when, when did you figure it out what was the thing that kind of well i i, I listen i have been in a life or death struggle for my life with my with my family since four years old since mm -hmm. the, the moment that my that my mother what I call is the moment you're broken the moment your abuser broke you is what you know mm -hmm. I always try to get everybody back to because if you understand that moment and you understand what was going on in that moment and the calculation and the planning that goes into breaking you at that moment because what makes narcissism and cluster B so different than then I would say bipolar is the calculation, the planning, the control over one's actions. You understand? Yes. You know, whereas the bipolar has no control. They say crazy things because they have a chemical imbalance. That's not the narcissist. Everything the narcissist does, whether it be the, the NPD, the BPD, the histrionic, the histrionic personality disorder, they are all calculating. They are yeah. always aware of everything they are doing 100%. They are always planting seeds with, whether you could call them flying monkeys, they're enablers, that they may or may not be planning to, to sprout up at a later date at any given time. They're there just in cases. 
okay? And they can pull these out at any given time. So, you know, the moment I was broken, and I think what you're really asking was when I was three or four years old and my mother called me into the house and I just walk in and my mother became just infamous for this. And she just white in the mouth, okay? And she starts accusing me of deliberately ignoring her, of hearing her calls for me to come home and me telling one of my friends, if I just ignore her, she'll go away. Which A, never happened. And B, I had no concept of you. Like why, I didn't even understand at that age. Why would I even do that? Yet I am being accused of this, being beaten into it and now being beaten into it con to confess for it. So when they get you at that young age to throw you off, it is to change reality, to make you think they, they control your reality, that you can't even see your own actions. Like, Jesus Christ, I'm such a bad kid and I'm such a bad person that I don't even remember myself or hear myself saying these things, but yet they must have happened because here you go. And that's where they get you and that's where they break you. So I have been in this, I had been in this, this tug of war, I guess, for my life since that moment with, with my family, you know, very rough teen years, very irresponsible. Now I grew up with money. I didn't grow up poor. I grew up very well educated with money and you fall and you fly way under the radar. If you, if you have money, I'm so glad you, you said that. Grow up and you grow up and you are. And that's not to say, oh, pity us, poor, poor kids with money or rich kids or anything. But no, you are just can be just as abused by these people because you are flying under the radar. You're completely. right. Yeah. So I had been in these struggles to get, get away from my family since my teen years, since, you know, and the first time was in my early 20s. And, and, and these attempts at no contact would continue through, you know, my adult years until I went through my divorce. And, you know, anybody who follows my channel knows, you know, the, the issues there. And that's where it really formulated and ended up moving down to Florida to remove yourself completely from all the toxicity because they're, they're not going to stop. You know, they feel they own you. The, the concept of you having your own life or making a decision is so offensive to them. It's so obscene to they can't even get their hands or it drives them into a manical state where they can't accept it. Because if they accept that, then they have to hold the mirror up to their own faces and realize, you know, who they are and their shortcoming. They, and they won't have it. So right before I had left, there was an incident with my, uh, with, my, with my now wife and my mother at my daughter's Little League game, softball game at six years old, where my mother came up drunk and started threatening me and, me, me and her. That's where the very first video on my on my channel, phone call with narcissistic mother comes from was that I think night. I've heard that one. That yeah. phone call where, you know, I wasn't Ollie Matthews then, I was still Matt Schuster, you know, 
So when you just keep hearing her say Matthew, Matthew, where she threatens my, where she threatens my wife, something like 38 times and over and over and over again. That was, that was right there. And then it's like, I gotta, we gotta go because this is only gonna, if this is just the beginning of the divorce, after the divorce, it's, it, it's only gonna escalate where she made repeated death threat after death threat after death threat and the police did nothing. The police would do nothing. So the only thing to do was to separate completely, which was the advice of, of my therapist at the time, who happened to be there, my, my fam, my parents' therapist. See, what helped me immensely, and people seem to think that I'm anti-therapy, I'm not. Right. I'm anti-bad therapy. I'm with you. There's a lot of therapists who say they understand narcissism and cluster B disorders. They're narcissists themselves. They yeah, don't like, understand. Or I, they become infatuated with the patient because it's something they've never seen before. Yes. And they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Luckily, because my family and my situation was so bad, the, my therapist started off being my mother's therapist. And because my mother's bullshit got so out of control, she had to bring my father into therapy. And then my, I got drug into it. And so like, thank God, once you're drug into a situation, HIPAA laws don't like it's now open to discuss within the family with the therapist. Cause now the therapist can now it's all, it's now an old open discussion because now it's quote unquote right. family therapy. Right. So this therapist got to come along on this, on this journey and see this whole thing go down with my family. And I got my validation from her. So without her and that first therapist seeing the whole thing go down and it got to the point where my father be started writing letters to this therapist telling her to stop seeing me. Otherwise he'd sue, sue her because I continue therapy after the fact, like that level of boundary violation. Wow. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. So when you say, like, when people ask, well, Ollie, why'd you get up and leave 1,500 miles away? When, when your family has no tendency to, has no ability to honor any boundary where they're writing letters demanding your therapist stop seeing you, I mean, you don't have many other options. Yeah, I totally so, get it. So I had that, so I had that recording for about two years before, mm -hmm. before we moved down. We moved down here. And things were going well. I, I, I had gotten a job and they had moved. And we had moved down to Fort Lauderdale from Miami. And right before my 40th birthday, I lost my job with Ikea. No fault of my own. So she's now, she got a job at, 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 at retail for a while. And then she had the opportunity to go. And I've talked about this at length on my, on my own channel where she was managing the swingers club down in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Cool. Needed the money. Well, hey, I'm not mad money. at her. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, it, it was good money. Not that she did anything or anything, but you know, you're, you're, you're managing these people. Yeah. It was decent money. And here I am now, you know, 41, 42 years old. I can't find a job for nothing. Nobody's even after 40, good luck. You know, and I just started talking into my webcam about my childhood, you know, and that's where my life with narcissistic parents started. And I started with those six videos and I posted them in a group called 
on Facebook, and I abhor Facebook. I just, I have my issues with social media. I need it, but I have my issues with it. There was, there was a group called Chatty Giraffes that's still there. It's still around. They're great, but it's mostly ladies. And mm-hmm. they were stunned. I remember they were stunned at first that a guy was talking so openly about this stuff because they thought it was only, only women. Mm-hmm. And because it is, I mean, most of my channel, if you, I'm sure your analytics are a lot like mine, well over 70% women following yep. me. I'm sure me same, same with you. Yep. You know? And really what it is, is when, when you're a male raised by a narcissistic mother, you're really raised like a daughter. Interesting. Tell me more about that. Because it's a constant competition, whether it's cold, whether, you know, in my case, where my mother was so overtly sexual, so inappropriate, so touchy-feely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And these mothers... These, these, these borderline mothers, these narcissistic mothers call what I, they turn their, their, their sons into what I call son husbands. I they're see like that. Married to their, they're married to their sons and their yes. sons are completely subservient to their moms. Mm-hmm. Completely. And the fathers are either completely, are completely out of the picture or they're so enabling that it turns out that they're the ones actually pulling the strings because they'll throw their son to the mother because they learned that a very, very, very long time ago, they don't want to deal with this woman. Mm-hmm. So they feed up their sons to it, all the wow. while playing the victim. That is a very profound statement. And I think you're right. I yeah. think you're totally right. Keep talking. So, so that's really where the channel started. So I just started talking into the webcam. I started posting these videos, these six videos on the fate and somehow they just caught on mm-hmm. and people started people started watching them and little by little i post one or two, one a week two a week you know a couple breaks and i got to a point where things were going on back in new jersey where it turned out my my father forged my name on loan remodification paperwork for the house up in new jersey what oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Because I got served with foreclosure paperwork for the house up in New Jersey. A house I was supposed to have my name off of in 2010 as the terms of the divorce never happened. Oh, my God. So, like, as I'm, like, kind of working this stuff backwards, like, like, well, wait a minute. That means she hasn't paid them. And, I, and I, so I called the lawyer. It turns out the mortgage hadn't been paid since 2010, since the day before the divorce was finalized. Uh, and so meanwhile... Now you- and meanwhile, my child support is, is being racked up against as if she's paying $3,000 worth of mortgage payments. Oh, my God. So were so they... So then I call, and I'm like, I call the lawyer, and they're like, yeah, this is in foreclosure, yada, yada. And I'm like, whatever, it's not my problem anymore. And I call back, I didn't hear anything for about a month. I call back a month later. And they're like, oh, well, it's in, it's already been approved for remodification and is already making payments. I'm like, oh, okay. I hang up and then it dawns on me. I'm like, I'm still the primary on that mortgage and on that house. I never signed off on anything. So, so where is this? So I call the lawyer. I'm like, well, who's the company? Is it still HSBC? And they gave me the company name. 
And I call the number, the 800, they have, a, they have an 800 number, and I call the 800 number, and it's all automated. And it won't let you in without, a, without a, an account number. And they said, if you don't know your account number, your social security number. I'm like, I don't have an account with them. And I'm like, no, they didn't. They didn't. I type in my social security number, boom, right into the account. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you got to be kidding me. So I'm like, agent, agent, agent. I get somebody on the phone. I'm like, yeah, this is what's going on. My name, yada, yada. And they're first, they're like, oh, well, maybe they didn't need a signature. They're like, put me on hold. We're going to put, can I put you on hold and pull the paperwork? They pull me on hold. They come back after five minutes. They're like, uh, Mr. The, and they use my, my government here, Mr. Schuster. Are you saying you didn't sign this? I'm like, yeah. They're like, can you hold on? For, for a little while, it might be a while. They put me on hold for 20 minutes. They had the supervisor come on and they're like, are you saying you didn't sign this? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you have a fax machine. Yeah, they fax it over. It's my father's signature on my name signed and my father's signature on, on loan modification paperwork. So I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding. And this is all so they can keep me alienated from my daughter. You know, oh. I've given them whatever they wanted. You know, I would have given them whatever they wanted and they were just trying to keep me alienated. Mm -hmm. So they were playing these games and I'm like, you know what, screw this. I'm suing, I'm gonna go get custody and like, I'm done with this. So that's where I started. I'm like, let me turn to YouTube and see. I think I only had like 40 or 50 videos at that time. I was still very, very tiny, very small. Mm -hmm. So I called up there to my old attorney and you know, they wanted a $5,000 retainer. So I go to go find, go make a video, go fund me. So boom, like that. They're like, we'll pay you if you, you know, you read our story, you know, we'll, 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 we'll donate. And people were trying to push me towards this. It was my own subscribers who did it. And one of the girl was a Jersey girl named Nikki. And I got to thank her more than, and everybody who's ever supported me is wonderful. But there was this one girl in particular, in particular, uh, Nikki who really, really would just get on my ass and just be like, you got to do this. This is important. You got something to give. And she kind of is like, look, just have people send you your, their stories and read them and people. And she was right. And that's basically the premise. And that's what's been going on till today. You know, it started with that GoFundMe. Mm -hmm. And as soon as it went on, I got a call from my, as soon as I raised like the first $1,200 in like a day, my ex-wife calls me and she's like, okay, well, let's work this out. Mm. And I'm like, all I want is to talk to my daughter. That's it. Right. So I made the agreement that like, I'll, I'll stop. I'll, I just want to talk to Aaron. I'll give you whatever you want. And for a year, that's how it worked. So I backed off and I'm like, but I'm going to continue with this and I'm going to notify my people. I'm not using this money for a retainer that I'm going to try because I figured out I can, I, I can maybe do something with this. Here's my shot. You know, here I am like looking up, like, what do I do now with my life at 40? And here it is. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a slow climb since then, you know, because let's face it, this is dark. Like for me, it gets dark and I need like a lot of breaks of just mm -hmm. refresh and, and do more research and, and do other things. But I mean, that's where it started. All right, now this brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, could you relate to Ollie's story? Share your thoughts, your ideas, and your opinions and experiences in the comment section below, and let's talk about it. Stay tuned.
for more videos from Ollie in the upcoming week and much more. As always, thanks so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.